Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast, playoff edition. Uh, tonight, we are going to be talking about last Saturday's amazing win at home, 2-0 against New Mexico United. And we'll also be giving everyone a preview of this Saturday's match at Colorado Springs. Some of you may be watching it at some of the watch parties that inevitably are probably going to be around town. I imagine maybe Pete's might have a watch party, but uh, we're still waiting to hear word from the team if that will be the case or not. Let's go ahead and introduce our co-hosts tonight. We got Sharon and Jared. First, let's go all the way over to Elk Grove with Sharon. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. Yeah, listen, for a um, great win last uh, Saturday. That felt so good. A couple comments on that a little bit later. Um, but probably the TBB will have their traditional um, watch party at Device. Um, so I, I imagine if anybody wanted to join Tower Bridge Battalion, just go to Device Brewery. Um, that's typically where they have their watch parties. And then if Sacramento were to have a watch party, they're going to, of course, be at Pete's because that is now their spot. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Jared, throwing the torch to you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, definitely had a fun weekend. Uh, even better than the fact that uh, Republic FC uh, won and took out New Mexico. Um, I'm, I'm sure everyone, everyone well, almost everyone ha- had a great time there. Uh, I did hear a word about an unfortunate event involving uh, one of our TBB members, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll talk about that later on. But uh, it's definitely something that uh, we would hope the club uh, addresses, but we'll go into that later. How about you, Luis? How, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, still so happy about Saturday being able to witness a playoff game win for the first time. Uh, and I'm trying to remember if I've ever even been to a playoff game. Uh, actually, no. Yes. This was my second playoff game. I went to the last one we lost. The last one I think was probably like three, four years ago that, that I went to. And so it, it was really nice to be able to experience that and, just how loud the stadium was. It must have been close to a sellout on Saturday. And the, the whole city is always rallying behind the team and making sure the team uh, knew that, you know, they, they were there. And as much as, you know, a lot of us or maybe all of us, right, would wish to be at Colorado Springs, it's not an easy thing, right? So hopefully, you know, there's someone out there. And I know there will be because I always say that there's Sac Republic fans everywhere <laughs> are traveling uh, to away games. but. Hopefully we hear word of a couple of fans at least going to the game and being able to, you know, show some support out there. And, you know, hopefully we get to host the final. Oakland did their job yesterday in a really weird game where uh, San Diego got three red cards and it was it was the most weirdest (laughs) game I've ever seen. But it worked out for us. It was surreal. And yes, it could technically work out for us. we don't know what's worse. You remember the chat altitude at Colorado or going up against our, you know, nemesis San Antonio. So it's kind of like, I almost would have, like Martha said, I'd, I'd almost take San San Antonio over altitude in Colorado. What do you guys think? I don't know. I mean, uh, Colorado has been on a bit of a slide late, lately and uh, yeah, they, they were real close to losing a uh, third uh, for a while there. I mean, if, if, we had actually gotten some goals in. So I'm, I'm liking our chances this time around. I mean, given the fact that we're going to be playing over at uh, Widener Field over in Colorado Springs, uh, it is going to be a little bit colder, of course, given the fact that we're in uh, late October and they are in the Rocky Mountain area. So, yes, altitude and air intakes definitely going to be a thing, but I like our chances uh, this time around. 
I wasn't sure why. I, I know we had the debate after the game on Friday, right? We were going back and forth, like, I want San Antonio. I want, you know, Colorado. But at the end of the day before the game, I mean, I was more like, whatever it is will be great if it's San Diego could potentially have Dude, a final in San Diego. and You were so yeah. excited to go to San Diego. I have to say, you were just like thrilled to go to San Diego. Almost more thrilled to go to San Diego than hosting the final if <laughs> Oakland does its job and we do our job. You were almost more excited for San Diego, right? I'm sure a lot of people were. But <laughs> I know I know you said hosting Oakland, we can't get ahead of ourselves, so I'm not going to jinx us. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's talk <laughs> about the game that we just played where we – uh somebody did really well in the podcast dinner winner thing (laughs) that we had, but then we also have some golazos of gratitude to hit up just before that. So um, Luis, let's start with you on the golazos of gratitude before we launch into the match. Yeah, uh, that sounds great. Um, So golazos of gratitude for me, I just have two here. First one goes out to my cousin Raymond, who uh, came with me to the match again. And if y'all recall in the podcast we recorded post uh, cup game against Sporting Kansas City, he was there with me. He, you know, witnessed history there, and he once again witnesses history. So the guy is probably like a lucky charm at Psych Republic games. And before that, I took him to another game, and we also won. So I, I think I, I know how the team can win, right? If he's in the stand. So shout out to him for uh, being there. And also, uh, Golazo of gratitude to everyone who went to Pete's after the game. I know we didn't have as many fans, maybe, as we probably do other times. And not as much team presence, right, uh, Sharon? It oh, didn't seem like... You, beat me. you beat me to that. You beat <laughs> me to that. There are actually more fans there than normal. And Ooh, two okay. players. Two players and our, our equipment manager, Cappy. And that's kind of sad considering that it could have been our last time to see the guys. You never know mm-hmm. what's going to happen tomorrow if we even have another playoff match. And based on what they did to us the week prior, you know, they say come to Pete's and we'll be there. And then they segregated us so we couldn't be around any of the players while they celebrated making the playoffs. We couldn't celebrate with them because they kept us separate. And then this, you know, first playoff win, bless his heart, Roro showed up and Keko and their families. And that was it. So I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but that is not what I would envision as a response that um, embraces the fans and says, you know, hey, let's all go and hang out together. I think we need to kind of tinker with that formula. And that would go to Todd who's trying to create an atmosphere and it didn't, it fell short. Not everybody gets a chance to be in Tower Bridge Battalion or will be in Tower Bridge Battalion when the team comes over and not everybody stays after the game, but we go to Pete's and I don't know, it just felt, I don't know, like I got stood up on a date, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I get you. I, I, I thought that was the, same feeling, and that's why I think major colossus of gratitude to um, Gecko, Cappy, and Roro for being there. And they, they sat right next to us, too, right? So it was kind of cool to, to, to see them there, right? They didn't go upstairs, even though maybe, you know, I'm sure they're at Pete's. They would have been okay if they would have gone upstairs. So I think it's good that they wanted to be there around the fans. And I think I had more expectations as far as fan numbers, Sharon. Uh, I 
thought that we'd be waiting there for like 30 minutes for a table <laughs> until some of the fans finished eating. But when I got there, I was like, well, there is no way. And there's plenty of tables. So uh, I guess, you know, people go check out Pete's. It's such a good spot post game and they have really good food, really good service. I mean, it's it's a great yeah, place. And, and since I'm not traveling to Colorado, I mean, just looking at the budget, it's like, eh, nah. Um, I, I I love the team and I would love to go, but there are too many moving parts and it's such a short notice. Like, you know, with Orlando, we could plan ahead, like mm. really plan ahead, but we, you really can't do much planning. So I glosses of gratitude to anybody who decides to make that trip. And, you know, other than that, I, I don't have a ton of glosses of gratitude. I'm glad my sister showed up for you know, like a birthday celebration and thank her very much for bringing me a pumpkin roll from Apple Hill. Oh my God, Jared, you'd be in hog heaven if you saw this thing. Oh, I had to give a chunk of it to my neighbors across the street. So, uh, you know, high praise for my sister showing up and for all my friends um, sitting in the section and, you know, all the love that we had in 105 plus the whole stadium um, on Saturday night. Jared, what are your glosses of gratitude? Well, I definitely have a big glass of gratitude locally for uh, Huss Brewing Company. Uh, they had ran a Facebook contest that were giving away two VIP passes for the uh, Arizona Craft Beer Awards uh, uh, party or right next door to the State Farm Stadium where the Cardinals play. Uh, they selected me and I was able to get in and enjoy the uh, VIP uh, hour before everyone else was in, sampled a lot of great uh, beers, seltzers, meads. And uh, had a little bit of food uh, in between there, so definitely appreciate uh, Hus Brewing uh, for the uh, for selecting me to win the VIP. Otherwise, it would have normally been, I think, eighty dollars for the VIP, which has uh, twenty uh, uh, beer pours of four ounces. So we're, we're talking about uh, the equivalent of two forty ounce beers uh, throughout the entire tour. So. Definitely a great way to pregame for the uh, Republic FC match. And also, Gualas of gratitude to everyone that showed up for the Republic FC match. I mean, I'm glad we definitely had numbers out there. Be great if we can keep it going with a win this Saturday and Oakland beating San Antonio Friday so we can host the finals. So, fingers crossed for that. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're all going to be hoping for that because you couldn't have a better final than Sacramento versus Oakland, right? One Northern California team is going to represent in the West. What better than being able to say that? And sure, we would have fans from Oakland coming down and all that. But, hey, there's still going to be more SAC fans, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Oakland fans, I forget if they were if it was the Oakland or the LA, or I don't know, remember, San Jose fans that were disrespectful. And uh, while the national anthem was playing during one of our Oakland Cup matches or during one of our matches, they were like, shouting and chanting and still walking in it was like it's the national anthem you know just chill for just one second but anywho um one last glass of gratitude and Luis, you know i apologize for this i know you bought me and so did uh ryan you guys bought me these ginormous uh, hard lemonades right you guys got me these oh they were wonderful and much thanks to both of you and to the gal sitting next to me Corey, because as i drank parts of it, poured it into a cup, drank parts of it. I realized I couldn't, they were such huge cans. They must cost you 20 bucks or something. They were huge. I ended up this gal that sat next to me, didn't know her from anybody. Her name is Corey. Bless her heart. She uh, helped me finish both. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I have that, to. Was get, that? Oh, I was going to ask. Was that the same uh, kind of a hard lemonade that we had at the state fair that you gave me the rest similar, of yours? Very delicious. Not as sweet, which is nice because I don't want them to be as sweet. And mm-hmm. a lot fewer calories per can. Still very delicious. And still very drunk making. And so Brett ended up <laughs> yeah. driving to Pete's and driving home um, because I had, you know, it's like, I am such a lightweight. I don't drink much during the week at all. And so you give me one seltzer, I'm pretty much gone. You give me a little bit more, Luis, Ryan. And it's like, next thing you know, I'm screaming my full head off because the whole entire match I'm yelling, <laughs> Kisa Wetter, you suck. <laughs> the whole, did you hear it? Did you hear it, Jerome? You suck. I, that's why you're not here. I don't know if I heard it during the broadcast, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it was bad. I should not drink and go to a match and then have somebody that I pick on. I didn't pick on any of our players, which is really, you know, uh, we'll pick on them a little bit here. No, we're not going to pick on our guys. Not at all. As a matter of fact, we're praising them like crazy. But Jerome Kieselwetter, he just, oh, poor guy. We There were so many chants about him. Not mine, others. It was just horrible. Poor guy. He should never have played for us or played the way he did when he played for us, which was flop on the ground all the time. Well, he did a lot of flopping in this match. Uh, I mean, I, I can't even remember how many times he, you know, wanted to uh, cheat the ref. And unfortunately, the ref bought a couple of them and it just kept happening over and over again. And you were like, when is it going to happen in the box? And he's going to get a PK out of so many flopping, right? But luckily that didn't happen. But yeah, you know, I mean, he was doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, we're, that just makes us so glad that they let him go. <laughs> well, yeah, because he can't get up fast enough. He would be all the way still in the goal box while the play was on the other end of the field. And then he'd get up, make his way back. And it's like, dude, that's why we didn't like you is because you didn't work both sides of the ball. You know, unless you're mortally wounded, you get right back up and you keep playing. Look at what happened to Jack Gurr. He ended up getting clunked in the head and got up and kept playing. You know, dude's made mm-hmm. of iron. Yeah. So I, th- I think he needs to learn from uh, others there. But um, getting right into the game, and I-, I know the goals happened in the second half. So just talking a little bit about the first half, and I want to know your guys' um, opinions on this too. But First, maybe 15, 20 minutes, it seemed like New Mexico was having more opportunities. And I was a little nervous there at the start of the match, right? Because we were making a mistake here and there and, you know, not marking as well and giving them those opportunities. And luckily, you know, they didn't define any of them, too. But it seemed, you know, a little bit nerve cracking. Were you guys feeling the same way? It was a nerve wracking first half for sure, because it was like, um, when are we going to score? You know, it just, we really needed to get a score out of the, um, right out of the shoot and it wasn't happening right away. So, um, finally when we, you know, second half rolled around and things got a little different, it was better, but it was, uh, it was a little bit of a hand wringing first half, seriously hand wringing. I know anybody who was watching on TV were probably seeing the replays that were close calls, um, you know, and just the nerve wracking moments where New Mexico looked like they had a good deal of the possession and, you know, where we weren't capitalizing on some of our chances almost. I mean, there were a bunch of almost chances, but I'll tell you what, 
um, gosh, what was his name? Um, he just shot that Moreno. He was on fire. He should have scored a few times, right? Yeah, I mean, there were there were definitely a couple chances here and there from New Mexico, and yes, I agree. The first half was definitely frustrating. Just seeing opportunities here and there, just not get cashed in, and you know, it's it's frustrating because we're used to scoring early as we can, like we had the past few matches, but uh, to have that first uh, whole half just denied us any uh, shots that were on target. I mean, we had a few, but thankfully we were able to hold New Mexico down to the absolute minimum, but it was definitely a fight that first half. The second half was like a whole another game for them. Right. And, you know, that goes to show why literally in the 47th minute, we get an amazing goal by Malik. And what I got to say is just an amazing connection between Keko, Roro, Roro seeing Malik pull a run and knowing how fast he is. He's like, let me put it right there because in all likelihood, he's probably going to win the run, right? And that's exactly what the man does. And he puts it where you got to put it at, right? And and a really good celebration too, I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> His celebration was so funny. His little prance. But it was a classic up back through right? Because mm-hmm. that is like the number one tactic that you learn when you're building a play. doesn't matter what drill you're working on. You, you know, it's an, it's an up, it's a back, it's a through. And if it's time, if everything is timed, right? Like what Malik and Roro and Keko did, it works. It can work because you end up isolating, you know, on the first pass forward, you end up isolating a couple defenders thinking that that was going to be the attacking pass. And then it gets popped back and they relax a second and they may lose their mark, which uh, Malik definitely saw that opportunity. He left, he, he found out, he figured a way to get a one-on-one and you do not want to be one-on-one with Malik. He is um, as Jared puts it, our very own Maserati. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, I stole, I think I may have stolen the Maserati thing from you, Jared. I may have used that terminology or a race car or something like that when I posted, the, um, when I posted social media, but the dude, the dude was flying, but that up back through is a classic breakdown of a defense up back through. And we did it. Yay. As soon as that ball got within like maybe a few feet, I mean, like right around there, I already knew the uh, the Maserati man was was had his engine primed and was raring to go. As soon as he got the ball, he just took off, knew uh, knew where he had to put it, and just did his thing again. And, and of course, that celebration it might not have been quite to Matt Lagrasse's level, but it was still a good celebration. But I, either way, it was a great opportunity, and uh, Malik cashed in on it. We couldn't be any more prouder. It was great. So. I, obviously the whole team was super proud of him and, and everything like that. But the other, the second goal that we scored with Keko, man, you know, that was, that was brilliant, but I, I'm sorry. I could look it up back throughs all day long, especially the way that they <laughs> sucked the defense in. They sucked the defense into our half, like way into our half. Cause they really thought that they were going to press us and it totally backfired because Malik had sucked in had sucked down and then all of a sudden boop let's release Malik okay enough about that goal it was excellent <laughs> let's move on right then and there the minute it was 1-0 Sharon was like oh my god we need a second goal because nobody picked Malik 
in our dinner winner, even though, you know, we were like so close to having Roro score. Um, but nobody, nobody picked Malik. So I felt pretty confident. Uh, the yellow card had already been issued to um, New Mexico, as I predicted, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so I was thinking, okay, if we can just get another goal, then it's going to be a regulation match. And I predicted the game would end in regulation. So all of these things were starting to like get exciting. Even though I had been drinking, I still remembered there was a contest <laughs> underneath it all. So. Oh yeah, you you made sure that I knew about it too because you're right. <laughs> you're kind of behind me there too. It's like I kept hearing oh, it. Oh <laughs> man, I was so I was I was rattling that cage. I was definitely uh, rattling that cage. Okay, and, so well, the I mean, second goal. We, we gotta say though that it could have been more than two uh, 0 and I really wish that they would have put this in the highlights. It, it deserved to be in the highlights, but before we scored the second goal. That crazy, like, Malik run, right? Crazier than, like, this, like, first goal. You guys remember that one? Yes. Where he outran, like, I want to say, like, two, three defenders. And, you know, the, the ball was coming through. And you're like, is he going to get it? I mean, I know he's fast, but there's a lot of guys right there. And he manages to, like, get it, keep on going, take a shot. Could have been a goal, but the goalkeeper blocked it. You guys remember that one? And he was, like, out of air. He was on the ground. And... Poor guy needed like a good break after that because I'm sure his lungs were like, like give us a break. <laughs> but unfortunately, they didn't put it there. But if y'all didn't see that moment, go back on ESPN Plus, watch it on demand. You got to see that. I mean, I hope that clip is like highlighted somewhere because you got to just share that with anyone who's a soccer player to be like, hey, don't give up. Go for any ball because you might get it. Keep on running. Practice that running because you could be that man too. <laughs> Um, but moving on to the second goal, which was another goal that was like perfectly uh, planned out and whatnot too. And again, we had Roro involved in that goal, right? I mean, he was involved in the first one, as we mentioned earlier, but gets the pass on over to Keiko. Keiko sees his opportunity to pull a shot because why not? We always say pull a shot. You never know what could happen. Even, you know, there might be a rebound there. And to our luck, it hits Luther, but I don't know if you guys noticed this too, right? I mean, it all happened so quick that, you know, of course, I think the referee, no one would have seen it, but when it hits Luther, it actually ricochets on his hand. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I've seen it like 20 times already. I've done it like in slow motion. And when you see it hit him, it, it, it hits. I mean, the, the guy is trying to make sure that, you know, he like, doesn't like get involved in the shot as much but unfortunately it still hits him right <laughs> yeah so, he ducks and it hits him and hits him in the back of the head i thought that's what i thought See, too. I, I, I was saying ahead as well because it looked like uh it once it gets to that one point here i mean the, the hand seemed like more like an after movement after yeah. it hits him. the hand seems like it was like ouch it hit my head you know like his hand went up because it it hurt his head Oh, he's ducking. He's ducking to hold his head. I'll have to like freeze it on the frame uh, where like the. <laughs> but uh, again, yeah, these are things that like only we could see here, right? Going in like 0. Oh, okay. 0.25. Okay, so speed. what Luis is doing is showing us in slow mo the um, the kick, and then it's too blurry. You can't tell if it hits his hand. That looks like the back of his head. <laughs> it scuffs the back of his head. 
You think it hits his hand? Uh, so, so, okay, so I think what happens is that it hits behind his head and then it goes to his arm, to, I mean, to his hand. So it goes from oh. his head to his hand. Oh, and well, so it just, yeah, it was, it was a weird for, play. Lucky for us, <laughs> lucky for us, the ricochet. I don't think that's an intentional handball at all because he's mm-hmm. ducking. He's, he even stops looking. He sees it's coming right for him. He, you know, he sees that, that it's coming right for him and he ducks. He tries to duck out of the way and he's not even looking at it at that point. Look, he turns away like, ah, you know, because he knows it's going to hit him in the head and he's trying to get out of the way. I'm glad he did it because then it really <laughs> took it out of the goalkeeper's reach because it put it up in the it put it up <laughs> in the upper quadrant. And the goalkeeper initially set for a, a lower shot and he may have saved the lower shot. But because mm-hmm. of the ricochet, it ended up going too high um, for the keeper to be able to save. I think the keeper could have saved Keko's shot but not the deflection. At first, I was thinking they were going to credit, uh, not, not Keiko, but, uh, you know, that, that was a Luther that, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong on that, but I definitely yeah. would have thought that since they could have deemed it a header, that maybe they could have credited him and not Keiko with the goal, but they, they still credited the Keiko. Which, of course, makes me infinitely more happy because <laughs> the goal celebration <laughs> afterwards where they pulled his hairband out or his hair tie or whatever you call it, the rubber band, you know, and he came out with, you know, his regular old hair. That was, uh, <laughs> it was um, quite funny. He was happy. I think they were all laughing and happy because of the fact that it did hit Luther <laughs> in the back of the head slash whatever other body part was involved. Um, I think they thought that was hilarious. What a way to score a goal, but we'll take it kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. It's one of those goals that you just kind of remember and you're like, I don't know what happened. Right. But right. it got scored. And I mean, I'd be curious if there was VAR, if we still would have gotten it or what would have been there. But I mean, look at it fairly. I mean, even if it did hit his hand, right, it still would have counted Not because like you said, it, it was intentional and it hit behind his head before it hit that, his hand. Right. So it's one of those things right. where, yeah, you're not yeah, trying to see. He yeah. wasn't looking. He wasn't looking. So it was a no look duck hand thing. So yeah, no. Yeah. Well, so yeah, let, let's move on. Let's move on. No need to belabor this. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, before in case they're listening to us too. Hopefully they're not not hearing us. Um there was a legal goal. We'll leave it at that. Um Okay. <laughs> so we, we had that goal there. Um 2 0. I mean, it was just an excellent way to close the out the game. New Mexico had a couple of opportunities there, and luckily for us, they didn't get anything to. Luther had another one, a one-on-one, right, just like minutes after the goal. And, I mean, the goalkeeper got it there. Could he have done something else? Maybe he could have, right? He had a couple of different opportunities there, but uh, it is what it is. And Sharon thanks him a million times because I think I turned around Sharon. And I was like, that could have been a 3-0. That should have been a 3-0. But you got to thank Luther. <laughs> twice actually you gotta thank him for super being there to ricochet and also for missing yep yeah the the minute it was 2-0 i was like as much as i want the score to run up i don't want it to run up because i really want some points for the podcast winner dinner winner so that that's how the game ended 2-0 we were all really happy about it and you know we had to wait until yesterday to find out 
who our rival would be and also to be able to record the show as well. So, I mean, USL, you should have probably scheduled the game earlier, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> uh, because, again, as we mentioned, we got to see uh, a 3-0 win by Oakland against San Diego at a sold-out game. I think it was like 5,000-something uh, at Torero Stadium there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, quite an interesting game there. And so we move on this Saturday to play against uh, Colorado Springs, who uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, thought that RGB Toros had a chance to beat them, right? Being the form that they had, and they weren't really the Colorado that we had at the beginning, and also because they lost Haji Berry. So, I mean, there, there was a lot more opportunities there. But 3-0, I mean, that's a pretty convincing victory, right? Unfortunately, you know, because then now they're getting settled in with their new lineup without Haji Berry and they're figuring out how to score without Haji Berry. It's like, oh, no, we don't need we don't need that. But you know what? Our guys are pretty stout and everybody is uh, also afraid of us. You know, so as long as we can travel to Colorado well in advance. So we have a few days. I'm seriously, I'm hoping somebody invests some serious money to get the guys traveled there and lodging so that they can uh, acclimate to uh, mile high. Mm-hmm. It's actually higher than mile high at uh, Colorado Springs. I feel like Kevin probably will, right? He understands, I think, the scenario that they're facing here. And I'm sure they'll definitely travel much earlier than they would if it was just a regular game, right? I'm assuming. I, I, you know, I give all credit to Stephen Ali because he, one minute he was thinking he was going to be booking flights to Texas, San Antonio, and which is a hell of a travel nightmare. And then, you know, in the second breath, now he's booking flights and, uh, bus probably from color uh, from Denver to Colorado Springs because to fly everybody to Colorado Springs is like an all-day deal but if you can fly them to Denver and drive them to Colorado Springs it minimizes it a little bit because it's a 90 minute drive from Denver to Colorado Springs if mm. not more so you know it's just kind of like it's a sucky travel situation hopefully they'll be okay but to get there early and acclimate and get some training under their belt i mean i think when we did that in orlando to get used to the humidity i think it helped because we had 75 minutes of you know free and clear and i so i have i'm hopeful that that they have considered traveling early but we'll see they may just travel on thursday train on friday Mm -hmm. and play on saturday i i don't know we'll see what they do yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully it's on, on Wednesday, but hey, he could probably still travel to Texas. Tell him in a week, you might be booking a ticket from Denver to San Antonio. <laughs> hey, they've got to look at everything, you know? They've mm-hmm. got to look at all all the opportunities. It's weird that San Antonio is playing on a Friday night. I don't know why they have to play on a Friday night. Maybe it's just stadium availability. You know, they can't do it on a Saturday. Are they at a high school stadium? Where did they play? They played at Toyota Field. Toyota Field. So. That's theirs, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, well, something's going on on Saturday where they can't use the field, obviously. Yeah. W- works out better for us, too, because we'll find out what the score is. We'll know what our future would be if we get the win on right. Saturday. So, yeah, um, it'll be good. It'll be good. Because I can imagine if, if Oakland wins... Talk about an extra motivation to go be able to go back home and host the final. Yep, that is motivation. 
That is motivation for sure. Um, as far as Colorado's last game goes, I mean, it was an interesting one. I didn't get to really watch it myself, but looking at the stats, you know, it looks like they were clearly uh, a team that had more opportunities, right? More shots, 11 versus five, six shots on target versus just one. So RGB definitely struggled, but they didn't get their three goals until the last like 10 minutes of the match. And that's a way to get them. Seriously, you know, when a when a team is tired and they're not used to altitude, so um, just looking at the possession, RGV had uh, the majority of the possession and the majority of the passing, but Colorado just got lucky and probably outran them. I don't know the nature of how they got their goal scored. My hunch is it was they they were dealing with a tire, tired RGV. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it probably makes sense, right? If they got their goals at the end, they were out of air in those last 15 20 minutes yeah so interesting way right i mean if you're better not be our we got to concentrate for 90 as much as and as tired as we might get towards the end of the match the guys have to dig down deep and really pull a rabbit out of their hat you know just stay focused the whole time if you two were coach um how do you plan the game out with uh altitude and all that like what's your strategy going into it because it's completely different than it sucks I know you would, I should let Jared go first, I'm doing a lot of talking, but um, Luis, I know you would want to start getting some subs in, but I, once again, we don't have any midweek games. I would run the legs off the starting lineup as usual, you know, um, and then do exactly what he just did this last weekend where you sub um, Luther in, you get Dougie in. Um, you get Nick Ross in if Roro's starting to re, you know, having a hard time. Um, cause you just, you just never know. And just very minor, um, just very minor tinkering. And I would have to, if we were, it depends on if we're two goals up, one goal up, one goal down, you know, any of those things will determine how the sub subbing will go. And it will also determine how we play. So it's unpredictable. You just have to play the hand you're dealt. And then depending on if you go one goal or two goal up or one goal or two goal down, then you start doing other things. So I just don't want to see anything frenetic. And I don't want to see that kitchen sink attitude if we end up going two goals down. I think there's a game where I know I've been saying that the whole season, but I'm okay if coach does like super late subs, right? Because it's playoff time. You got to run out there. You know, there's there might not be any tomorrow. So, hey. Yeah. Uh, make him play <laughs> the full 90 minutes if need be, because if there's extra time, then you're going to need the subs there. But I feel like I would start the game off maybe the first 30 minutes of just counterattack play, right? A, a lot of that. Definitely not starting, like, putting up pressure at the beginning because the guys are going to get tired. And so I would probably do first 30 minutes, hold back, counterattack. You know, we got fast guys out there. And then the last 15 minutes of the first half, Go all out at it, right? You got half time. Start the second half also the same way you started the first half and end the game full on attack. So basically do like 30 minutes of attack the rest of the game. Hold back, counterattack. Make sure that the guys don't, you know, get the elevation like hitting at them, like maybe RGB experience like that. So that's what I would probably do. What about you, Jared? We've been hogging the conversation. Oh, okay. Good, Jared. Thanks. Thanks for that input. Okay, moving on. No, I'm kidding. 
No, I'd say, you know, play, play with them as much as possible, you know, with the, uh, with the start starting 11, if absolutely necessary, maybe start subbing around the 75th or 78th minutes. If some legs appear to get too tired, uh, but if they still look to be in good shape, you know what, you know, why fix it? We'll just keep, keep the same as is, but yeah, I would say only uh, subbing only if absolutely necessary. You know, what I would say is that I know we always talk about, oh, the elevation and how tough it is to play there, but there's a team that isn't new to the USL, right? I mean, Colorado Springs have been around for a while at this point, and they haven't won a USL championship, right? So evidently, there are plenty of teams who've cracked the code at playing there in that stadium. And so that's what we need to actually have that mentality into it, knowing that Colorado has definitely lost at home this season another year so you could win here it doesn't matter how high you are you could actually win in the stadium i like your phrasing of crack the code yeah because i i think it's been something that you know the team never lost as bad as they did when we played against them in regular season and so they just need to get that into their heads of like hey brush that aside let's look back at that game learn from mistakes that were made in the game and Let's have a different strategy now going into it. And also, I mean, the guys have experience now playing there, right? Some of the guys that played there for the first time. So it won't be a new venue for them to play at. That's what we need to look at because that's why this game is going to be a lot different than that game, right? And I don't see us losing 3-0, right? Even in the event that we do lose, it is not going to be a 3-0 match. I'm almost sure for that be three nil because I'll tell you what my score prediction is when we get to that point. And also <laughs> we have coaches comments. All right. Well, let's go ahead and, and listen to the press conference uh, that we had on Saturday uh, with coach Mark Briggs, uh, Luis Felipe and Malik Foster. And we'll be back. Uh, we won. Uh, that's all that matters when it's a playoff game. Um, first half, I thought we were a little bit, a little bit anxious, a little bit on edge. Um, and we got them in at half time and calmed them down a little bit. And I thought second half they were different class. I thought they could have scored two or three more goals, um, but they scored the two that mattered. And we're into the next round. So credit to every player that stepped on the field tonight. And I thought the fans were amazing tonight. I thought the fans uh, roared us home. It's nice. It's nice to to get that first one out of the way and nice to be be in the playoffs again um, and nice to be keep competing for a championship. Uh, just to settle down, just to take a deep breath, settle down, um, and remember that we spoke about it. it's going to be hard, it's going to be difficult. You're not going to just walk through this game and score four or five goals and it's a stroll in the park. Playoff games are hard, playoff games are difficult, and you're not always going to play beautiful football. But just remain focused, trust yourself, and we'll come out on the right side of the result. Yeah, I think that obviously helps us. We played seven games in the Open Cup and we won six of them uh, in the knockout, you know, knockout football. So I think that helps us and gives us a little bit of confidence. Uh, but playoffs are also a little bit different. Right? You win and you're through, you lose and the season's over. So we've just got to continue doing what we know we can and continue to stick together and uh, hopefully we can bring the championship back to this city. Uh, I think it was great. Um, we adjusted the second half, um, started kind of sloppy, but... Um, as the game went, we adjusted and um, worked on the things that we needed to improve throughout the match. And great second half. I think um, the guys that came in, even the guys that were on the field already, we um, we did a better work, a better job uh, understanding their team and where we could exploit them. 
and I think it was great. Um, we took our chances, and yeah, we're happy to score the goals. Yeah, just things that we had to improve. Um, we started kind of kind of slow. Needed to come out with more energy, um, paying more attention to details, second balls, um, things that um, they were good on. Um, and I think we just came out to the second half stronger and things worked in our favor. A lot of confidence. I think it, it was good um, to get the emotions of the playoffs out in the first game. So I think we will see a video throughout the week, see who, who, who we're going to play against. And um, yeah, it's great to get the first playoff game out of um, so we can work our way to the championship. Well, tonight is a pretty much a, a tough game, you know, it's playoff mode, so, you know, every team is coming out with their A game, but, you know, the first half was a little bit um, intense, and we were trying to figure it out, and then second half, we come out and do what we have to do and win the game. Goal. All the way, just dribble straight to the goal and shoot. Once it's on target, I know it's going to score, so that was in my head. It always means a lot to me um, because those games, as they said, big game is for big players. So I always want to show up in those games. So those games always mean like really a lot to me. Definitely, we learn a lot from this season. This season is all about um, keeping your calm and keeping your head. So we have to stay, stick to our game no matter what how the game um, may come at us. We just stick to our game and we know we come on victorious. So. Well, it's, it's, it's just like a normal conversation. Um, you know, we need to lift our head up and play our game and go out there strong, win, every, win our battles. So that's just it. So one thing that Coach mentioned about uh, it being so nice to be in the playoffs again, nice to get that first one out of the way, how relieved he must feel, right? I mean, last year... We didn't qualify for playoffs and this year getting into playoffs and winning that first game and just feeling like, hey, you know what? We could do history this year and um, get to the final, win the championship. Uh, that's got to feel so good, right? I mean, it's been a complete 360 from what we were experiencing literally a year ago, right around this time, too. And the experience from the Open Cup, you know, when he talked about having having that experience definitely lends itself to these uh single elimination matches because the guys know what that fire feels like to not lose because they don't want to end, you know, nothing, nobody wants it to end. So I, I liked his analogy that, um, and then, you know, how he reminds them when things aren't working out immediately, just to kind of calm down, remember how things are going to go. It's not always going to be pretty, you know, I just, he's, he is the right man. He is in the right place. You know, it's kind of like, why not us again, the hashtag, why not us? And, and that, uh, you know, we're meant to be here. We are meant to be here. We're meant to keep going. We're meant to be here. So he's got to remind the guys of all of those things that he talked about before, which is great. And, and one thing that Luis Felipe said about, you know, getting their emotions out of the playoffs in that first game and, and whatnot, it just goes to show, right. That, they have this confidence of winning the first playoff game. And, and of course, same could be said about any other team that you have out there. But getting a 2-0 win, a clean sheet win there, I mean, that's some pretty good motivation heading on to the next game, right? Because it wasn't like you won in PKs and not that there's anything wrong with that, right? But it's much different when you straight up get the win in regular time the players are, aren't as tired as they would be if you have to deal with extra time and, and all that too. And so 
it, it's got to send a, a big motivational message to the team to get a convincing win. And so you could hear that in, in Luis Felipe there. And then Malik, his, I, 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 you know, he's just short and sweet. You know, we did what we did and big games are for big players. So he, Mark Briggs has already mentioned that he has cemented his spot, not cemented, but he's earned his spot to, to play where he is. And, you know, Malik produces and let's just, Hope to goodness that they eat healthy this whole week, hydrate well, hit the altitude, and give it a hundred percent. So i I'm looking I'm looking for something. I can't wait till we do our predictions here in a second. Yeah, I know. I'm glad that Malik mentioned that phrase, like you mentioned, big games are for big players because he definitely is a big player for us, and you know he's definitely showing up here, and so it's it's a good feeling to have and a good confidence booster right? Heading into future games to feel that way and know that, hey, I'm a big player. I could make a difference here. And I just showed it in the first game. So, uh, you know, I'm really glad because we've mentioned it before. You know, the poor guy went through a lot, went through an injury last season, went through another injury this season. And so I'm I'm glad that he's being able to um, show to all of us just what an amazing player he is. All right. Well, Let's go ahead and get right into our podcast winner dinner competition because Sharon is celebrating because she's just right there so close to me. I don't think any of you have ever been so close to me since I kind of gained the lead there. So it actually makes me quite happy that we're going to have a really interesting next game. And if it's potentially the last game, it's going to be a close result. I already know it because she is just two points away from me. But standings after this match. Sharon got five points, right? Could have been six if Roro would have scored that first goal. Um, Jared and myself got three points. And so that puts us at 23 points for myself, uh, 21 points for Sharon, and 16 points for Jared. So it looks like first and second place is going to be an interesting competition. So, Jared, Mm -hmm. just so you know, I remember what 16 felt like because I was just there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we only have a one guaranteed match uh, left in front of us, so it's it, it's not looking good on my end. Nor will it uh, feel. Nor will it feel good in my end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if Connor, Connor, if he's gonna make good on the challenge. You know, the end of season challenge. You know, we've got to figure a way to get that done. Even if it doesn't happen this season, we should. Uh, you know, see if it happens even next season, or maybe we do it virtually, Connor. Oh, could be a live show. Well, I, I don't want to put whoever's last place here in the in that situation, and that might be a it little. Could be me if Jared answers differently than I do, predicts differently. He could surpass me this weekend. Yeah, so. and we could have another game too. I mean, these are. These are six-point games too, right? You have another game, and you could potentially be even winning in the second game. In a, you know, if if we make it to the final and beyond too, right? Because I mean, there's there's those things. So, and if you guys want, I know we did six in the last one. We could do seven categories for this one. We can add another one, like who gets the first corner kick? Huh? I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to throw another, you know, coin toss one because well, those, those get points. Well, I know. Well, I know. So let me ask you this: Is it 
is it what is the score what are the six categories is it what's the score at regulation and or if they go to extra what's the score or i i don't remember what the categories <laughs> were i know that it's yellow scorer so um, it's final score oh will there be score. extra time uh will there be penalty kicks first goal scorer and then the backup uh, first team scoring and first yellow card what team gets the first yellow card so we could add another one too, Jared. Jared, I think you had an idea for what you wanted to go with. Actually, but we'll let's let Jared as last place actually pick the seventh category. I think that might be fair, right, Jared? Yeah, if he wants seventh category. You know what? We'll, we'll go with possession. I mean, who who has the uh, who do we believe is going to have the higher uh, uh, amount of possession uh, by the uh, end of the match? We'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Percent possession. Higher. Okay. Yeah, so, so, okay. That, that's, that's a good one. I, I like that one. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we usually go in order of who gets the least amount of points, but me and Jared got the same amount of points. So I'll go first because in the three points that I got versus the three points that Jared got, he gets first yellow. I mean, my third point came in at no extra time. So I think that Jared's point was more valuable than uh, the ones that I got. But I have Sacramento winning 2-1, regular time, no extra time, no penalty kicks, first goal scorer, Roro, and the event that he's not there, then Keiko, first team scoring, I see Colorado, and first yellow card, Sac, higher possession, Colorado. All right, for score, I am going to go 3-1, Republic winning, Uh, first goal scorer, I am going to go with uh, Luther. If Luther's not available, then uh, Matt LaGrossa. First yellow is going to go against uh, Republic FC. I, I hate to say that, but I know with, with our luck, sometimes we'll get called first. Uh, let's see. Will it go to extra time? I am going to say no. Uh, if it does go to PKs, I say we end up winning out 5-3 in penalty kicks if it, if it gets that far. Actually, it's yes or no for penalty kicks, so we'll oh, make it okay. easier. <laughs> okay, so so uh, no penalty kicks, no extra time. And then possession, Colorado edges us out in, in possession by by the final uh, final time. And then first team scoring? First team scoring, I would say, I'll say Colorado. Really? They get one goal, we get three, and they're going to score first? Okay. You never know how these things go uh, go down. All right. I, I got I got you. I get it. I understand. All right, Sharon, which one's yours? I'm I'm Dude, really interested in knowing. We're so on we're like when you were rattling off your <laughs> we're on the same wavelength. And it was like, gosh darn you, God, stop. Oh no. You totally <laughs> stole me. So this is gonna be funny. I actually say there will be extra time because I say at the end of regulation it's one one and it goes to extra time. We score two one. I say um, that's going to be the final score is 2-1. No PKs, um, but that's so funny. I am the only one that's picking extra time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sack gets the first yellow. My goal scorer, Roro, if he's not available for whatever, it's Kecko. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. I had written this down. <laughs> but... Um, I say that Sack has the most possession because we are a very good possession-oriented team, even though it's going to be like ugly soccer, I'm sure. But I do say that Colorado scores first. 
I think I think they they smack us. Let's see what all the time. You got all of them, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm right. I'm looking here and it looks like we only differentiate by two categories. So we could only tie then if Saturday's game is the last game. I know. But those I'm, are I'm thinking that... of changing my first goal scorer again. No. <laughs> Just that we don't have the same one. So <laughs> all right. I don't well, know. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll take a tie then. <laughs> we'll have to yeah. have a tiebreaker then. If, uh, Jared's is totally different than ours. So this is this could be Jared's match. I hope it is because three one sounds better than two one. Uh, we'll see because uh, when I was at the uh, Arizona Craft Beer Awards, they had a bet MGM there, and they kind of coached me into setting up an account, which was problematic fr- from the start because uh, with my bet- betting history as of late, I've always bet on Republic FC to win, and we end up losing. I was going to try to reverse that and bet on New Mexico to win, so this way we would end up winning. Of course, the bet didn't go through, so I still have $20 in limbo, but New Mexico did the job and lost because I would have bet on them. That's yeah, right. Mm. right. So so it's a good thing the bet didn't go through. True. Yeah, it saved you some money. Well, I'm counting the points here, and if the differentiators between Jared and us are actually, or between, I should say, Jared and you, Sharon, are actually just four points and that that would still put him one point below you hey we picked what we picked yeah we 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 picked we did our picks <laughs> well that, he's gonna he's gonna yeah. suffer so it basically means <laughs> we need another match um we need a we need the republic to win mm-hmm. and so we can have more of the contest happening yeah so. that's true yeah because there's there's yeah. more more points up for grabs too but it's it's gonna be interesting too, but I'm just saying we're probably just gonna tie if uh, if it goes to extra time and if Sack has higher possession, then this competition is gonna be a a tie because because we predict the same too. But that's so funny that we predict the same thing too. But <laughs> hope oh, I well. could go last next time so I could change my predictions around. <laughs> and I'm not changing my. I wrote them down because I didn't. You know, I don't want to be that flimsy, flim flam, you know, whatever. Change it just because somebody else said it. It's like, no, you you pick who you pick and you live with the results. Well, Dog okay, so, so so you, you said 1-1 one, one in regulation, but then uh-huh. we go to extra time, right? Uh-huh. And then, oh, and then we score 2-1 in extra we time. Score our goal in extra time. Oh, okay. So that's why we go to extra times because it's tied at the end of regulation, which I hope I'm wrong. I don't want extra time on these poor guys, but that's Mm. my prediction. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that would be that'd be painful to go through extra time, the elevation and win it. And then you're tired next game. I know. But because I predicted the final score is 2-1, whether or not they go to extra time is irrelevant if Mm -hmm. I win the score. And I know you picked the same score. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Darn, I should have picked something. I know I was thinking of picking something else, but yeah, we're, we're just we're just always thinking alike with a lot of these points here. But it could benefit Jared. It certainly could benefit could. you too. <laughs> it could benefit, and if we win, then it means we do have another match. So, mm-hmm. and the the story will continue. This contest, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like even when the whole USL 
championship is finished, we'll probably find a way to keep this contest rolling. You know, it's like, oh, no, we can't end it yet. We have new categories. Okay. First, uh, guess who we're going to interview first? Somebody. And then, you know, we'll pick somebody. We'll we'll predict interviewee answers to questions, right? What are they going (laughs) to say? What is their favorite color? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, there's the World Cup. I want to have a World Cup edition. Wives and girlfriends. I think their stories would be hilarious. Yeah, well, we we might be taking a look at that too in the off season. There's a lot of things that, a lot of ideas, I should say that like we want to do in the off season. A lot of interviews and a lot of things there. So, yeah, and but we're hoping it doesn't happen yet. Let's wait till after November 13 to plan those things. Hopefully. (laughs) All right, you guys. This has been a a nice. Nice, refreshing podcast after a win and looking forward to the match in Colorado Springs against Matt Mahoney and potentially Carlton Belmar. Um, Some of our old, you know, guy, not old guys, but guys that used to play for us. Um, Alumni of Sac Republic. They always seem to do well after they leave us. Yeah. Former guys that we actually think are are great. Unlike Mr. Flopper in his last one. So. Um, should be should be good, and then of course if we play San Antonio in the final, we know who who we play against. But three letters, we already know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and Shannon Gomez too. So I mean, oh I yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Sh- Shannon's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's been doing good. It's it's you know it's one of those things where it's like oh, I wish he would have stayed on the squad, but. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, my brother lives in San Antonio and he almost started talking smack uh, right after Stack Republic uh, won. He was there was this wild family texting going on and I could tell he was ready to go smack talking. And it's like, I'm going to shut that down. And my sister's like, I'm flying to San Antonio. If that's who we end up playing, it's like, have fun. (laughs) But then we don't end up playing them. But um the last time my brother went to a match in san antonio he was uh it was against sac republic and he got vip tickets so i'm wondering if he'll uh if if it comes down to that you know in a couple more matches if he'll end up with vip tickets for the whatever i'm not even gonna go there Blah, blah 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 we want the final in our home against oakland so there we go I'm not even going to talk about that. Okay. Let's end this podcast. Yeah. So with that being said, everyone, uh, definitely tune in on Friday to watch that San Antonio Oakland game at 530 PM. Uh, Should be a really good one too. And then of course on Saturday, uh, tune into our game starts at 6 PM. Should be a good one. And we'll be super proud of the guys, no matter what happens, because, you know, it's never easy to play in the playoffs and it's just a one-off game. So anything can happen there but Sharon Jared last word before we say good night pound Colorado back into the gold mine <laughs> go Republic and thank you everybody for listening in and uh, before we do completely cl- close out uh, as I mentioned earlier there's a uh, just a quick matter that I wanted to, to take a moment to, to speak about uh, this past uh, Saturday of course uh, we did have Visiting New Mexico fans, uh, the majority of them, from what I've seen or heard, have been fine. Uh, Unfortunately, there was an incident with uh, one New Mexico fan who uh, actually physically uh, physically got into it with with a TBB member. Uh, 
Unfortunately, I heard that uh, there wasn't much done about it. In fact, the New Mexico fan was escorted back to their uh, to their section. Uh, Republic FC, I I do very much hope that you'll actually take this matter seriously. We need to protect our fans, whether they're regular fans, TBB, anything like that. I, I do hope you act swiftly and promptly uh, to potentially ban that to New Mexico fan. This is something that we cannot uh, tolerate or just brush aside. So please, please do write about your fans and we need to have security taken seriously. I know the security that's on, on, on there does an excellent job. This may have hopefully just been a one-off, but let's, let's do this right. Especially with the fact that we may potentially host uh, one last game of the season. If Oakland does this right, but I just wanted to air, air it out there. Just let everybody know about that. I won't go into further details, but uh, with that aside, Let's uh, hope, hope we can get to Colorado safely, get accumulated quickly, and dominate uh, Colorado Springs and go Republic. Well, thank you for mentioning that, Jared. I, I wasn't even aware of what had happened, but I, I trust that we have uh, good security out there and that they'll make sure that it doesn't get repeat because in the event that we do play Oakland, it could, you know, they, we, we would have more away fans. So hopefully hey. they have security. I don't even know that Sac Republic really does do much. Remember when I had my bag stolen, my clear bag stolen, and everybody heard about it, but nothing was done to ban the fan who stole my bag. Nothing was done to keep them away from VIP or to warn other members of VIP about this kleptomaniac, you know, thief. And so I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they're just placating everybody or if, you know, the conversation chain doesn't go very far. I honestly, I don't know, guys, but it's too bad that that happened. I, I read what Megan had written in the, on the wall for TBB, and she was glad that there was support in the area, you know, to deal with the situation. Absolutely. Yeah, well... Let's hope for the best in Colorado, um, you know, hope for the win. And as I mentioned before, no matter what happens, we'll be happy because we're so proud of this team. And uh, I know that they're going to give Colorado a run for their money, no matter what we see on, on Saturday. And without further ado, then, everyone, thank you so much for listening to us tonight. As always, follow us on social media at State Republic 12. Um, all the ones out there, we're typically on most of them there also subscribe to the show if you haven't yet if it's your first time listening to us uh welcome to state of the republic and we'll be recording our next show sunday because there will not be any more games on sunday <laughs> so hopefully we start off happy and whatnot just like we did today too and so let's hope for the best everyone have a great night and we'll see you next sunday here on state of the republic podcast as usual let's cue the music Luis. The cap has 46 hits on the mouse game, and that's oh. quite impressive. Wow. Right. Yeah. So he's, nice. he's doing well. Second, second half of cat play, cat distraction while we're doing this recording. And you can hear the squeaks in the background. That means cat's getting some more hits <laughs> on his video game. <laughs> cat's an iPad gamer. I think at this rate, uh, if he gets any better, he may have to download Fruit Ninja for him. Jesus, he's <laughs> at 61 hits. Oh, whoa, that was quick. Yeah. Maybe he just got 46. Wow.
Oh my god, he's good. There That's you have it. Yeah. But okay. podcast got motivated because we're recording. He's like, let me make sure people are hearing me right now. I need to make sure I break a record. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh, he's now just standing. He stands on the mice um, when they come through to make sure that he gets, you know, gets them. So now he's up to 79 hits. He's oh. gaming the system. That <laughs> is record. He literally is. The cat has figured out how to game the system.